Hello and welcome. Subjective as always. I don't know, it sounds like a pretty universal statement to me. Of course it sounds that way to you. That's what makes it subjective. Oh, you're just biased. Well, yes, I guess it's subjective of me to say so. That's not all it is. Um, we're the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks and a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space investigating the supernatural. A pair of subjective socks. With a unique perspective. You're listening to Metacosmos. And chin up, Artemis, it's not that bad. You're probably just going to leave me here. Just fine, just go. Just leave me here once again. Are you feeling left out, Artemis? No, no, no. I, I already said I didn't want to do this podcast. I'd prefer it you do it without me anyways. Well, if that's the case, guess what? What? I already did. You did it without me? Well, you just said you wanted me to. Well, yes, I do. When did you do it without me? Well, remember when we did the episode at the House of Nice? Yes. And I did it without you then? Yes, I remember that. Well, it turns out we did two episodes at the House of Nice. And on the second night, I hung out with the other of the Griffith sisters. Caroline, Rachel's sister. And a bunch of people came out and we had like a Q&A. Oh, and I wasn't part of it. Yeah. Don't you love that? I, I guess I do. Yeah, do you want to listen to it now? You can listen to it while you do your knitting. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it looks like you made a lot of progress this week. What exactly is that? I'm... I'm still not sure. It's pretty big for something that you're still not sure about. Yes. We'll, we'll just have to see. I guess so. So, yeah, let's hand the mic over to, uh, Past Bartleby. Live at the House of Nice. Nice. Very nice. 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 Very nice. Oh, this is nice. Nice. Oh, that's so nice. Ooh. So I'm Bartleby Nehi, and today we're doing a question and answer episode of Metacosmos. Once again, back at the house, nice. Hey, Caroline. Hello. Welcome. So you're the sister of Rachel. Yes. Yes. And we yes. talked to Rachel last night, and you guys are new. We have a new audience for this episode, and and we learned all about the house of nice, and we caught everybody up. And I wanted to start by thanking you, and um, I. I wish I had more questions for you, but I, I used them all on Rachel oh, last night. Oh. Do you want to, like, if I asked you, uh, what part of the creation of the House of Nights do you think she forgot to tell? Mm. Maybe she didn't touch on the, um, the planned ambiguity of House of Nights, the, the title of it, and also just what it is, what it could be. I'm sorry, you lost this round. <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. So it's better that you ask me questions. That's the moral <laughs> of this story. So anyways, as I was saying, forced ambiguity. Yeah. So let's tell them about it. They sell books, but they'll wash and cut your hair. It's also a salon, like in the old European sense, not old, old, old European sense, but the semi, you know, a little bit ago, you're, you know, like artists, thinkers like ourselves. So it's like that. And they have knives. And advice. Oh, and advice. Yeah. Yeah, she mentioned you guys have your own advice here. You can come for advice, but I'm hoping you don't, like, that doesn't stop you from, like, you know, sending your questions to Metacosmos. <laughs> like, I, this, was, this was a major topic we were hung up on. Like, okay, I want people to come for advice here, but I need them to come on my show for advice. 
well, maybe we could filter them to you. That is the goal. Yeah. And also we're going to get you guys a catalog of the episode so that when people come here and they're like, oh, look, there's a catalog of advice. Oh, it's questions. I already, they're already answered by a sock? It's kind of like when you go to the hair salon and they have the, the lookbook, the catalog of things you can get your hair cut. Yeah, like. ideas you can listen to from yeah. the sock while you get your... Yeah. And then Rachel, while she's doing... Do you do the hair too? Oh, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. So while Rachel's doing the hair, you're the bookend and the knives. Yeah. And, it, and you both do the advice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. In those moments, you can be like, hopefully Rachel won't get sick of my voice as she has to listen to another episode of Metacosmos. <laughs> you want to play questions? Yeah, I have a lot of questions. Oh, what? Why? Why not? What for? Okay, I'm going to read these questions for the first time out loud, and I hope there's no naughty words. Is it possible for us to slow down or speed up time from our 3D physical existence? No, but really, we all know this one. If it, this is really easy. If you're having a good time, it's going to go by really fast. If you're having a bad time, it's going to go by really slow. And so that's on you. <laughs> um, I went, do you think there's such thing as a perfectly neutral time? Like, is that even like, even within the grasp of time? Because that would be probably a real second and all the other times. Because, okay, real quick, I probably already said this on an episode, but I want to say it again. Okay, so Einstein said, you build a universe, right? Out of a little, little toothpicks, but they're like light year long toothpicks. And then you like, you, you put a clock at every toothpick in a grid, giant grid, right? Grid of toothpicks, light year long toothpicks, grids. Okay, and then you put a clock in every one. And then I heard a physicist say, you also have to put a grad student at every clock. <laughs> because that's just, first of all, grad students, you know, that's just grad student life. And second of all, who's gonna read the clock? What's the point of a clock? Point being, you're gonna have that and we're gonna flash a light at one of the, one of the, the clocks. And we're going to have every clock looking towards that light, waiting for the light to flash. And the goal is they're all going to sync their clock up so that all the clocks in the entire toothpick grid of clocks are all synchronized. This is Einstein's idea. Okay? The grad students, Einstein didn't bring that to the table. That was, that was someone else. Okay. So then you got all these grad students and they're supposed to hit start on the clock when they see the light. They're like, there's the light. Hit start. So then the light flashes. And everyone's got to have a clock set to the distance they are from, the distance from the, the, the toothpick. So if they're like on a clock that's three light year toothpicks away, their clock actually is three seconds late when they hit start. Because otherwise all the clocks are going to synchronize. But here's the thing. All the grad students have to wear a mood ring. And they have to write down the color of their mood ring when they hit the clock. Because we need to know which ones of them were depressed. Because the depressed ones are a little late on the draw. We have to assume that clock may be a little off and then calculate the difference for the depression. Maybe write a little journal entry. So that's how you get more out of your time. Just look at your mood ring. Okay, next question. Uh, well. Wait, so that did not suffice? No, uh, because see, jugglers have this theory that you can slow down and speed up time in order to make your tricks happen. Oh, like when you're about to die in a car accident. Yeah! Yes, yes, yes. Under the pressure and the adrenaline, time just crunches into a whole nother feeling. There's an object hurling at your head. Your body's gonna kick in the adrenaline. I think we should have jugglers test for ad adrenal exhaustion. <laughs>
That's my diagnosis of that. If you're if you're at the point like, oh, us jugglers are throwing objects at each other's heads, and it has allowed us to slow down time, I need you to see a doctor. Okay. First, we need to make sure that they understand what a question is. Is there anyone else? What is the time? Do aliens exist? Yes. Aliens exist. They're anyone that's different than you is technically an alien. If they're from a far off place and they're different, yes. But I think that's not what you mean. You're, what you wanna know, and we did already solve this. This is part of an episode of Metacosmos. You guys obviously knew. It was called The Other Kind of UFOs. And I'll just give you a quick rundown and let you know. Um, interdimensional beings, you have never come up with an idea in your life. You're just working with fairies. People will like superimpose what they think an alien is. So if you're like, I believe in science. Well, now the aliens are scientists and they're poking stuff up your butt. But if you're like, I believe in like fairies, then now they're capturing you and having you sleep through a thousand years like Rip Van Winkle. Man, if you like napping and you're messing with the fairies, you're gonna get ripped. I'm just gonna leave it there. Ripped. That's why they call it that. Oh, dude, I got ripped the other day. What happened? Well, I was just at home, relaxing after work. Next thing I knew was the next day. I was like, oh man! What does it all add up to? Who? How would I know? Why do you ask? Are you serious? And for that matter. You have any questions? Here's the question. What is space? Is time an arrow? Is arrow spelled with two A's? Okay. Maybe that's two R's and I just can't see the way they're formed, but they okay. Is time an arrow? Um, it's pretty poetic. I want time to be an arrow. Mm -hmm. I want to think that I can like call my shot like Babe Ruth and be like, that's where I'm going to be this time next year and shoot my shot. That would be nice because you can aim arrows. Is time an arrow? Um, man, when you have goals, it needs to be. But you've got to aim. You've got to figure out how to build your arrows because honestly, we're talking about physical arrows, metaphorical arrows. You're going to have to like, Find a place in your heart to stretch your bow, bend the woods, a lot of patience, like self-discipline. So I bet if you take a lot of self-discipline and you call your shot, it won't be such a vague thing like, oh, I'm gonna do this in a year. But if you're actually building an arrow in your heart and building a bow and doing the, the long, hard work to be who you wanna be to shoot your shot, yeah, you're gonna shoot, yeah, time's an arrow. There, I did it. That was a tough one. <laughs> I was not, I was unsure if I could do it, especially with the way it was spelled. I'm sorry, don't mean to call out your spelling. Okay. You have to ask questions. Do you have any other questions for me? Who do you think you are? Every question must have a definable answer and... What is that? Well... What are you driving at? I intend to find those answers. What's that? What is, in your opinion, the most effective set of actions that we can take, both individually and collectively, to expedite contact with benevolent aliens? Uh, that's a great follow-up to the second question. Because we know they exist. So I'm going to say that they're already in contact with you. They're trying to tell you stuff all the time. Like when you're looking at the food in the fridge and you're like, what do I want to eat? And sometimes you're like, oh, I want to eat that. Oh, I'm going to have some potato with some cheese melted on it. That's going to be delicious. You know that dairy and potato are a complete protein? That's because you were listening to the fairies. You were like, the fairies are telling me that I should be working with this potato and this cheese and some butter. And that 
that's some great fairy magic. And like anytime you've ever combined some foods and we're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like my friend was telling me, my friend here, he was telling me, I put a roasted jalapeno on my ham sandwich because I didn't have any onion. I didn't have any pickle. And then putting that on the cheese, he was like, oh my God, that, that might've been the best thing that happened to me today. So, cause he was listening to the fairies. That's how that works. So you can do it too. And, but the thing is, there's a trick, okay? Cause that's the thing. You guys, if you're lying to yourselves, you're not gonna wanna hear what the fairy's saying. So you're like, what was that fairy? I should eat a third donut? Okie dokie, fifth five donuts today, fairies. At least five donuts today, cause the fairies are saying I need more donuts. That, come on, right? How many, how many fairies are really wanting you on the fifth donut today? That sounds like malarkey. So there's other things that we're doing in our lives to lie from ourselves, from the fairies. And like, you might be like, oh, I'm gonna write a book, but I'm actually gonna use it as a stage to say my own opinions and force them down people's throats. Cause I don't wanna listen to the fairies and their stupid story. So um, the benevolent aliens are here. And yet, um, um, yeah, it's, you want to you make sure you're the person listening to the right fairies. Oh, I want to tell you about, there's this lady back in the 70s, and she would go into trances and channel the spirit of Seth. I think I did this one on another episode. Man, Artemis is going to be calling me out for this. Um, so anyways, she was like channeling Seth, and her husband was like, hey, are there aliens? And Seth's like, yeah, there's aliens. Of course there's aliens. They're dimensional beings. Is our government in contact with them? Of course they are. What, what do you think? Duh. And then they're like, are there like super technologies that like you guys have that can save humanity? And they're like, yeah, badoy. And then he doesn't talk like that. Seth doesn't talk like that. I talk like that, but it's not Seth. Anyway, they're like, is it? And they're like, hey, um, do, do you think like our government could get some of those technologies? Why don't they? And they're like, oh, they just ask about weapons. They just want the weapons. They don't really care about the cool things that we could offer them because they're not hiring and budgeting scientists to think about those cool things. They're hiring the scientists to build more weapons. So we give them ideas for more weapons because that's what we do, we're fairies. We like to come up with cool ideas, even weapon ideas. So yeah, benevolent aliens would be the better too. That's why I'm like, hey, do some introspection work so you're getting benevolent aliens. If they're not benevolent, that's on you. Okay, because you're already stuck with fairies. Wow. Do they start like sneeze attacks? Sneeze? Oh. Oh, sneezes, sneeze attacks, sneeze attacks. Okay, that's a multi-leveled issue because <laughs> I, I think this would be a point where we gotta say like, okay, now let's say you've been lying to yourself with the fairies, right? Let's say you're, it's late at night, you've had a full meal of dinner, you've beaten all, you had lunch, you had dinner, breakfast. It's late at night, you're like, I think I need a little snack. You need a little snack. Now, let's be honest. Your body is not going to use that snack to build anything. It's too late. It's not going to make it to your liver in time. It's not going to get distributed out. It's not going to work out for you in any kind of way that's going to be like beneficial because you're, you're lying to yourself about the fairies, about like what that needing that snack. You could have gone to bed, right? Right? You could just go to sleep. You would have been fine. You would have died because you didn't have a snack. And so then you go to sleep, or you don't, you have a snack and you go to sleep, and your body's like, in the middle of the night, it's like, okie dokie, what's all this stuff you ate all day today? I gotta build a human being out of this stuff. This is crazy, wow. It's like going down in the liver, right? 
You're like, okay, I got some protein. You throw it over there, yeah. He goes through and you're like, what's this stuff that came in after like seven, eight? I can't deal with it. I got no time. I'm off duty. Liver go to sleep. Bam, I'm out. Deal with liver to cult goes to sleep, right? And now suddenly you're like, this goes on for years. Lying to yourself about how much food you need at night, right? You're lying to yourself. You're not listening to the fairies proper. And then pretty soon you got problems in your liver. You got histamines up the wazoo. And um, that's you. <laughs> that's how that works. So um, that's just what, that's like the cumulative, I didn't listen to fairies effect. Like when you're on that side with the plants, when things are going that wrong with you and the plants, maybe you gotta work on your gut flora. You gotta get some, there's, there's a lot of complex stuff where you gotta just become one with nature. And maybe you're just not as one with nature. Definitely, I hear you should get off the antihistamines and just tough that out. And those people don't want to. Destroys their mind life for a while. But yeah, tough stuff. Does that answer your sneezing question? Are you been sneezing? Are you okay? Uh, well, I think, you know, sneezing is something we could talk about in, indefinitely. Yeah. I'm not going to get into it because I don't sneeze. Uh. But, <laughs> but, bless you. In general. What in God's name is going on? What do you ask? What is it, Papa? And how can it be so powerful if it's invisible? Okay, we have one single question left here until you guys start like coming up with second degree questions. Oh, they're already on the, we got, uh, we have more than one more question. Okay. Why am I so short? Also, can we talk about ghosts and toast? <laughs> okay, ghosts and toast. That sounds like a tough one. Okay. Why am I so short? Um, that's relative. Look tall to me, as far as I know. Um, on average, throughout human history, you're pretty much on line with average, I imagine. No matter how tall you are in this day and age, if you're a short person, you're probably closer to the average human height on, over the last 100, 200,000 years. So, good job. Um, I hope I'm not dismissing that question, but I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Like, it's like, well, you're... Overall, it's pretty average and giant to me. So, why am I so short? Just knee high. Anyways, um, can we talk about ghosts and toast? I know they rhyme, but I'm wondering if there's a connection I'm missing. Like something underneath the surface. I don't even know if ghosts have to be dead people. I think they're mostly time anomalies. Like, anyone ever read this, the mystery books from Time Life? Man, those books are so cool. And so there's this one section in those books so in it, there was a story about a guy walking down a dirt path. He's walking down the path and he's like, where'd that house come from? I walk this path every day. I never see a path. There's a guy sitting on a porch and the guy's just staring at him, staring. And then he looks back and the house is gone. The guy's gone. And then dozens of years later, there's a guy sitting on, his, on a porch, his house. And he sees a guy coming down and the guy's just staring at him, gawking. He's like, why is that guy dressed like he dozens of years ago? The guy's dressed crazy. What's going on? And he kind of looks away and looks back and he's gone. And they both wrote it down. So, yeah. Um, ghost and toast. They rhyme. They do rhyme. I mean, cheers, you know? Cheers? Like toast? Oh, a toast. Ooh. Ooh, thank you. That's another kind of toast. Yeah. Okay. This is a good one. I got a ghost story I want to tell you guys. Okay. Check it out. Check it out. Sometimes, like, when you sit on a couch, Every day, you cause a little like butt groove thing to form, right? <laughs> and imagine like you're living in the same house every day and you're just living there by yourself. 
And at the end of your day, you're not so sure. And you sit up from your butt grooved couch and, and you go upstairs and you stop on the staircase and you look out on this, the living room. You're really depressing life. And you're like, huh. And you go back up the stairs. Every day you're sitting on your butt grooved couch. You go up the stairs, you stop. Huh. And you go back up. This just goes over and over and over again until there's a butt groove on the stairs of dissatisfaction. And so then this staircase of dissatisfaction, one day you like, you get old and you like go off to an old folks home or something, or you just die or something. You don't have to die. Don't have to die. When I point this out, that's not a requirement for this recipe, but you do have to leave because then you're gone. You're not there. And some like some, let's say some young college students move into the house. And they got this cool house and they're moving into it and it's cool and they watch their things. They got a new couch, right? They don't see the, the couch with the butt groove on it, but they go up the stairs and they get the chibi-jibis because they're young and their whole lives are ahead of them. And they have no idea what that kind of disappointment feels like. And they're like, ah, it's a ghost! <laughs> but they have no idea. That's just, that's just what it feels like after all those decades. Causing a butt groove on a staircase. So... So then like you got this like person, let's say they, they like did die, right? Let's say they went to the old folks. Eventually they die and generations of college students are living in this house. Like, man, I hate this staircase, man. Makes me think about if I'm in the right major or not. And they're just like going through this and they're like, I don't know, man. And finally somebody's like, we're gonna hire an exorcist. Okay, meanwhile, meanwhile, someone died, been years. They got reborn, maybe more than once by now. And they've been butt grooving their way through lives. <laughs> they are just doing the automatic, like, like my soul is pretty much barely present. I'm running this job. I'm running through the numbers. This is just what I was told to do. This is the life. Blah. They're living one of those lives. And, and so then one day, one day the exorcism happens. They like bring the exorcism in and they're like, cleanse the staircase. And that person wakes up one day and they're like, well, holy cow, I think I'm gonna try today. So that's why like an exorcism is like a toast for a ghost. So you can, you can help a spirit who's living a miserable life by finding those little feeling moments, getting, getting in there, getting in the crevices and sending that spirit off to the light so that person can become whole again because they're out there living, living in some sort of part life somewhere but they didn't get to bring their whole self through and. And we all leave our little bits of ourselves like crumbs across the kitchen table. Or across, I should have said across a, a butt-grooved couch. <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. Yeah! So, a toast to the ghosts. Cheers! All I do is ask questions, just like you do. That's the most important thing. Can you answer the question? Anybody oh, could do right. that. Do you want to play questions? Okay. Um, I'm curious your thoughts about um, whether human and animal souls are interchangeable when it comes to reincarnation. We did an episode called Mech Pilot Tigers yeah. that was about that. And so, yeah, they're definitely interchangeable. And if you know someone who's a sheeple, give them a break. <laughs> if you know someone who's like a CEO tiger, you know, that was the way we called it Mech Pilot Tigers because they're driving the giant corporations that are giant mech mechas, like, in, you know, like an anime because they're giant robots. They're like robots who don't need technology, though. So don't like, don't fear technology. Fear the legal document behind it. Yeah. yeah.
that's really the moral of that story. But that's regardless of the animal souls interchanging. Yes, they definitely interchange because usually you work your way up towards human. That's mostly true. There's a lot of free passes going on along nowadays because there's a lot of human bodies. They got to fill up. Like when you're employing that much, the standards for employment go down. Eight billion openings, right? At this point, they can't all be old souls. But don't worry. They'll all be fine when they find animal bodies again. And a lot of them are going to be relieved. Some people are like, I just can't wait to give up on this crazy human treadmill. I am so done here. This is going to be amazing. They go back to being a cat, probably. That would be the best. Yeah, and then that's, I wonder how many people here are, were cats. How many people? Not here, but like in the world, like there might be, there might be a lot of, like the cats aren't underpopulated. So that's not like, right. like the cat gigs aren't available, but occasionally like, and then sometimes a human turns into a dog just for like, you know, I, take, I gotta take, I gotta take a break. Just a 17 year break, guys. Well, who's going to be my owner and like nourish me? No, I'm totally human. I'm just taking a break, doing a little, little thinking. I just want to like be happy that you're home. I yeah. All the gymnasts are cats. Yeah. yeah. Gymnasts are cats, squirrels. There's a lot. Eight billion. Eight billion. It's a lot of people. So, and there's a lot less of the other species. The, what are they calling this? The fifth grade extinction? Sixth. Sixth. I can off count. <laughs> they just. Too many count six, six, or more than six, and we lost count. Right, right. Yeah. Who's, who's to say? Who's to like? Who's gonna really put the the dot on that eye and say, oh, "I know what that. That was definitely not a no." So you never know. So yeah, I feel like we've all learned a lot this evening. Did anyone have any like follow up questions based on something they heard? Uh huh. Okay. Okay. So. I have a thought that the mushroom kingdom is going to take over after the humans are gone. What do you think about that? Have you ever read Hayao Miyazaki's Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind? No. You never read that? Crazy, I know. No, no, okay, okay, okay. Anyone ever see the anime of it? It's an animated movie. It's only chapter one out of like seven books. He just animated one. He's never written books. He just makes movies. And, and also, usually people come up starting with manga and then they make anime, but he was an anime director. There was like, hey dude, wanna make a manga? He's like, sure, I'll make a manga. And he made like this epic story that's like kind of like on level with Dune's level sci-fi. I'm not kidding. And it's this whole world that's being eaten up by molds. This was before Paul Stamets came out and said that stuff too. And he's like, the whole world is just being devoured by the molds and everybody's like living in a world where first of all, they die in their 50s or 60s because all the toxins in the world, if the mold doesn't get you. So it's a moldy, moldy world. And I don't want to spoil too much, but we already know what Paul Stamets said. So it's a good thing to let things properly mold. And also, I don't know if they went through with this, but I went... I heard there's this TED talk and this lady's like, I want to make a bag full of moldy spores that you put your body in when you die. Oh, because yes. you're so full of chemicals when you die that maybe you should think of yourself as toxic waste that shouldn't be burnt. Like maybe all that mercury in your fillings isn't the thing that you want to give back to the world. And Paul Stammons proved you just got to mold it enough and it'll be fine. There's nothing so toxic that mold can't turn it into a flower garden or even a vegetable garden. 
Sev, you are correct. Mold will take over the earth. Well, Mushroom Kingdom is a little bit different than just simple mold. Oh, oh, good point. We're already in a Mushroom Kingdom because there wouldn't be any trees if it wasn't for the mycelium network connecting around the world. So the mycelium network correcting around the world already gives all of the trees the life forms and energy that they have, and we do live in a mushroom kingdom currently. Is that what you're saying? Well, yes, but the yes, mushrooms but. also, they say that there are some that can eat plastic, some that can eat rainbow. No, that's what I was just saying. Yeah, no, they're gonna eat everything, but, and again, another but, maybe they do that on the bottom layer of the ice <laughs> age. Get it? Bottom layer of the ice age. Like when the ice is covering the land, maybe the molds are just going jumpa, jumpa, jumpa. Here's another landfill. Munch, munch, munch. <laughs> like, what's the mycelium doing while it's the ice age for the rest of us? We don't know. Certainly, who knows how old that stuff is. It's nice living in a mushroom kingdom, isn't it? Thanks for pointing that out. I don't know if I ever appreciated enough. I, as a sock, try my best <laughs> to not mold. So, yeah. So thank you all so much. You guys have been a lovely audience. Back to you, Artemis and future Bartleby. <laughs> Thanks, past Bartleby. That was great. What do you think, Artemis? I think you and past Bartleby should start hosting a podcast together and leave me out of this. You're hilarious. But yeah, I had a great time. And it was really awesome having, like, a live audience. Oh, you're just biased because they laughed at your jokes. Well, yeah. They even laughed at the not jokes. Sounds like they're biased. Biased by a love for me, which is, like, reasonable. Well, I don't want to argue against that. Yeah, that would make you a real Scrooge. Are we done, then? Can I go back to my knitting? Yeah! Yeah, we're done. Thanks a lot for listening. Support for Metacosmos comes from listeners like you. Go to patreon.com slash bluefoot to support the show and all of Isaac Bluefoot's creations. Isaac Bluefoot produces this show and our other podcast, the Kinetic Paranormal Society podcast. You can find it all at kineticparanormalsociety.com. Isaac Bluefoot also produces Superman, Son of Al, the unauthorized biography of Clark Kent. And it's super awesome. You can find it at sonofalpodcast.com and like anywhere you listen to podcasts by looking up Superman, Son of Al. That's like E-L, like Kalal and Jarrell. Yeah. And additional support for Metacosmos comes from Humboldt Hot Air at HumboldtHotAir.org. It's an awesome place when you want just something fun to listen to, like Metacosmos. And last but not least, get yourself a deck of Omen Quest cards. They're really cool, and, like, you should probably have a deck and carry it on you, because you never know when you need to break the ice in a so-so situation. Like, seriously, it could happen at any moment. Don't go out unprepared. Get a deck of Omen Quest cards at OmenQuestCards.com. And I really appreciate you listening, like, all the way through. It's really special that we have this time together. And, well, I love you. You really just drag those endings on, don't you? Well, it's hard saying goodbye. You could just say goodbye. Oh, go back to your knitting.